Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. How y'all doing? (laughs) I'm having a great day. So this is my second take on this podcast. I actually recorded another one like on Sunday. Today is Thursday. And I've been thinking about it. I've been like really thinking about like, but how can I explain this in a different way? And so... I want to give an example of what I described in last week's podcast, episode 41. And I wanted to explain the importance of understanding, recognizing, uncovering those hidden beliefs that I talked about, like little duck feet underneath the water. Like everything looks good on the outside. Everything looks good, like you're just like a duck going around, moving about, but those feet underneath are just a flapping (laughs) feverishly. And it's those duck feet, the hidden thoughts underneath our awareness, underneath our consciousness that we actually get to question. That's why I gave you all those questions in the five whys. That's why I love that exercise. But I'm going to toot my own horn on this one because sometimes, just like I said in that episode of Cutting the Cords, I think that was episode two or three, where I talked about you need a coach that can come behind you and say, this is where you're caught. And they show you the tether. So cutting those tether, it's like, here it is right here. And then you take the scissor and you cut the tether. But sometimes we need a coach that will help us uncover those hidden duck feet thoughts that actually shape how fast we go in the water and in the direction in which we go. Like, If you're just going around in circle, it's because those hidden thoughts are keeping you around in circle. If you're just a duck laying in the water and not doing anything, and you're like, there's something wrong with me, no. There's some hidden thoughts underneath there that's just going around in circles, and they're fighting against each other. And this is why you're not making any movement towards your goal. This is why you're not seeing any direction or you're seeing yourself going in a direction opposite of the way you really want to go. That's the time to explore. And if you've done what I said on the last episode, episode 41, and you're still looking at your results, your results will always show you what's going on in your mind. If you're still looking at your results and you're like, wait a minute, I'm not getting anywhere. This is not happening for me. 
then one of the tools, only one, I have another one I do, but one of the tools is I, as the coach, start looking for the duck feet, right? Sometimes it's not the duck feet. Sometimes it's time for me to get into the bodies with them and create safety inside of them, but that's another podcast, like releasing those beliefs and understanding it in our bodies. I do that too, but sometimes it's understanding those hidden duck feet thoughts, right? Those internalized beliefs that we've had. I call it, we're using the 1900 thinking as a black woman, we're using 1914 thinking and it's 1921. Totally makes sense why we're not going anywhere. We're going around in circles. If we're using 1914, what's been programmed from our mama, our grandmama, our aunties, everybody, society, if we're still using 1914 thinking and it's 1921. Oh, actually 2021. (laughs) So I want to tell you about a client, a little case study where I literally just about, I actually did cuss. I did use the MF, but I'll tell you how and when I'll explain that later. But when she first said this phrase, I was like, what the, like I caught myself though, but I also understood exactly why she was there. It was such an innocuous phrase that she probably didn't or wouldn't have caught had we not been coaching together. I literally, the hairs stood up on my arms when she repeated the phrase. I'm going to tell you about in a little bit. But it was a thought that was established way back in grade school. I understood it because we had been working together now for about three months. And she, like most of my high achieving clients, high achieving black women, felt that they earned the allowance to be invited into certain spaces by their knowledge. And the more knowledge they got, the more invitations they got. And they got good, then good things happened to them. So they started associating performance with acceptance and with worthiness. And the inference was when I do good, they let me in and good things happen. Here's the deal. That works. That system worked for her. It totally worked. Like she got invited to some of the most prestigious schools. She got some of the highest level of degrees. She worked at some of the biggest corporations. So this easily went to and progressed to doing, of course, all the doings, not human being, but human doing, which could easily go into perfectionism, right? Now, remember, she's a little black girl. So not only do we have this going on, but we also have the overarching world premise that black girl, little black girl, not really worthy, not really pretty, not really desirable, not really worth anything other than what she does, right? 
So you can imagine the neural pathways going back to you were pruned that way, right? Episode whatever, 40, you were pruned that way. You can imagine the neural pathways that are being used at this time. When I do good, when I get good grades, I get good things happen and they let me in and I'm unworthy in and of myself. So I need to do those good things in order to get that. So both of those are being reinforced at the time when the pruning is happening, right? It's not what's useful. It's what's used. Remember? So my clients typically use this all the way up to PhD, MD, DDS, JP, MPA, NP, all of the degrees. I do this by doing. When I do good, good things happen. The only problem with that is that it keeps us having to do good and it doesn't allow for our humanness. And it keeps us on the hamster wheel of always having to do good because that's how we get our approval. I do good. I do good. And there's always another carrot. There isn't, I do good and I rest and I can be, I can flourish, I can enjoy. There's always this constant striving. So my clients aren't necessarily in survival mode anymore. They're past that. They're making good money. They're six figures. They're doing the things. They're in striving mode still. Like I still am on the hamster wheel, right? But the problem is, is they're feeling very uncomfortable, not at home, not free to just be who they are. They have to always be perfect, doing all the things, crossing every I, dotting every T because of this pruning, because it is programming. But then there's this one other thing, and that is, for her, it was very important. I have to tie this in. We do the things, but other people give us the opportunity. We never tie in that we're doing the things and we're earning it and we're creating it, but we're tying it in as we're doing all the things but someone else opens the door for that opportunity. Like someone else acknowledges it. Like a counselor sees you and goes, oh my God, you're doing good. I'm going to get you in this program. Or a teacher says, oh my God, you're doing good. I'll get you in this. I'll do this. Or your job, like someone says, hey, I know somebody. Like we forget and we don't tie in. And especially it makes sense because remember our value as little black girls in this country, isn't the best. It isn't the highest. Like we're not creators. We're just the result of someone else opening up a door for us. And our job is just to be prepared for that opportunity. We forget that we fucking make those opportunities. So tie all this in together. And it makes sense that my client would say the one thing that literally I was like, what? I actually asked her to repeat it because I wanted to see if she noticed it when she said it, because she said it so cavalierly, right? 
But before I say it, it's like, remember, these were the beliefs. These were the hidden beliefs underneath peddling. I have to do good. I have to deserve through doing, not being. Me being is not enough. It's not worthy. It's not enough that I was just born. I have to do something else. And I have to have someone else to see my goodness. All those thoughts, duck, all those thoughts, that's what was hidden underneath it. So this is where my client came to me and we were coaching on her ability to thrive. But we noticed that she was always getting tripped up by a colleague when they would ask a question or they would question something. She always saw it as a threat. And this is when she would usually go, oh, I can show you how smart I am. Like it was never, they just asked a question and she just answered it. It was like, you are challenging my authority. Like she literally saw it as a threat. And so she would show up in hyper approving mode. It was always, I have to prove. If she was on a call, she had to be the smartest one. If she wasn't the smartest one, she didn't say anything. Like if somebody asked for a question or sent something back for correction, she stayed up all night over fixing it, going over it 15 times so that it was beyond reproach the next time. So this was a pattern that I was noticing her need to prove, right? She was always improving energy. Again, those thoughts underneath flapping, right, created her needing to prove. Even though she's already at the spot, she's already a leader, she's in management, still needing to prove. All of her energy was in needing to prove, needing to overlook, looking at over three and four and five things instead of just writing the email, reading it like 15 times, trying to think ahead. What if they said this? Like not from a proactive state of view, but from a very much implosion, like lots of energy as opposed to that energy being put on flourishing, enjoying her life, going home, spending time with her family and being, right? So when we first started, like we did that surface level coaching, like we would do the coaching of like, why can't they question anything? It's just words. Why can't you be questioned? Like, what do you make it mean? Right. But she kept being like, I could tell like it was still there. So there was something else underneath. This is the point of this whole podcast. Like the reason why I want you to know about your hidden thoughts, your hidden beliefs, because It's the one thing that stops and puts you in a completely different direction, right? And sometimes you can coach on all the surface things, but you hadn't got to the duck feet, the thing that really propels you and changes the direction, right? So she stated in a very matter of fact way, and she calmly said, I don't know how, where we was in the conversation, Because I literally, once that happened, like I forgot everything else. I'm like, what? Because I knew that was the thought. I knew that this thought was the one that was like creating her duck feet. It was the hidden belief that we hadn't explored. We were going into new territory. And that's what coaching does. It's like, it takes you from where you are. If you're stuck 
and it helps you go deeper into new territory. I knew we were entering new territory when she said, matter of factly, they let me in. Now, I built this up a whole bunch, I know. And so you're probably saying like, Brig, really? That's what it was? You were thinking that it was a bomb or whatever. But listen, her thinking, verbalizing the thought that that company let her in was huge. Now, remember, this is a Ivy League train client. She is at the top of her game. She is one of the best at what she does, but she still has the thought that they let her in. Not that they should be fucking grateful that she's there, which is my thought. Like, not that she created it. Like, they lucky that she's there. What a value, what a resource. But she's thinking at the back, underneath it all, unintentionally, if you had asked her like every other black woman, oh, no, I'm good. I know my worth. I know they lucky to have like we would have all like all of the neck rolling everything. But underneath all of that was this little small thought that was like feverishly moving like the duck feet, creating her direction. The direction of overworking, having to prove, questioning everything. Every time she went to a meeting, everything. I have something to prove because her thought was, they let me in. I literally said, Queen, I smiled. And I said, they didn't let you in, Queen. You kick down the motherfucking door. <laughs> like you are so more than qualified. And of course, after that, we laughed and we went to work disassembling that thought. I went to work on that thought so much. I asked it from every type of direction to that thought just poofed. Like, no, I showed her how her boss the one who hired her told her, this which lets me know people's thoughts about you, what they say doesn't change your opinion. I wish it did, but it doesn't. Her boss told her, you have no ceiling here, but she still has the thought, they let me in. When she was negotiating her price, her salary, she asked for $30,000 more. It was in a different pay grade. They gave it to her. They had to go all the way up to the top. She got it, but she has the thought, they let me in. This is why they can say whatever, you can do whatever, but until we work on those internalized beliefs, we're stuck like a duck in the pond going in directions we really don't want to go in. This is why I ask for you to do this work. This is why I say, slow down, understand what you're thinking, get curious. And if you're stuck and you can't find it and you want to do this work and move, 
book a call, find you a coach. Even if it's not me, if I'm not your cup of tea, I know I'm not everybody's, but find a coach. Do this work because I promise you, your results, if you're just sitting in a pond going in circles, there is a reason. And usually it's because of an internalized belief that you hadn't figured out. For her, her work was to go, oh, I created this. I deserve to be there. Like we had to like intentionally devour that thought. If you're having one of the same thoughts, no one let you in, queen. It wasn't by the grace of someone being so nice. Because I promise you, whoever was nice. And yeah, we have those. Everybody gets those like somebody opens a door. But it's only because we are prepared that they open the door for us. She created that. They didn't just open the door. She was so damn good that they went and found her. She kicked the fucking door down. They didn't let her in. The more we work on that, the less it is that she's upset about people asking her questions about her thing. And we're working on a protocol now. I created this. I deserve to be here. This is me. And she can just notice that thought, that feeling when people ask her a question. I even gave her a visual, a perfect visual for her to calm down, calm her nervous system down, not see it as a threat. This is the work we do. This is the work you get to do. Look for the hidden thoughts. They're there. Look for the duck feet. Promise you they're there. All right, guys. This is why we slow down. We write it down. We slow down to go fast. Write it down. Don't skip this process. Talk to you later. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to take thought work even deeper with me as your guide, opportunities to work with me one-on-one are available. Go to BrickJohnson.com to schedule your own personal breakthrough call. In 30 minutes, we'll see if working together is a great fit. BrickJohnson.com, B-R-I-G-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. See you next time.